There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Welcome to the show and thank you all for joining and being part of our radio family. It's a beautiful, beautiful day and a beautiful Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh Pashas, Noyach. We're into the month of Cheshvan. Uh, yeah, the Yom Tovim season is behind us and we get into the daily grind of, of normal living. Although, as I said, it's not too long. Please God, uh, the break of December is, is, uh, coming, coming soon. You know, the Pasha we read this week has really two main uh, features obviously the first part is the the great flood and and Nayak's survival of of that and and resilience through and the second in the last aliyah is the <coughs> story of the of the uh, tower of of uh, of Bevel, which was obviously organized by Nimrod he was the the originator of these uh, i guess the first proposed uh, new order of the world, and, and he really planned to make a united nations in the form of, of this Tower of Babel with one ideal, one ruling government, and one goal for the benefit of all of mankind. By everyone of the world, he felt living within close proximity to each other, so all of its inhabitants will become prosperous will all work together, which of course will then enable them collectively to harness all the power of, of, of nature and uh, channel all the energy of life to improve man's condition and situation on this, on this world. <clears throat> they would rid themselves of all wars, that'd be total unity, everyone would love each other, there wouldn't be any famine, there wouldn't be any, any diseases, Right, in order that they would, uh, uh, and not get in, in the way of, uh, of the fostering of this ultimate paradise and, and creating what they really hoped was utopia, a, a better and perhaps even perfect world for all humans, which of course sounds fantastic. It sounds great. However, according to the way Rashi explains it, certainly in one of his opinion, their real objective was to free themselves of just one more hurdle that might get in their way of uh, of of, uh, of of achieving what they wanted, and one thing that might hinder their ultimate goal. And of course, that hurdle was Hakadosh Baruch himself, right? As as the saying goes, "But if you fail to plan, then I guess you plan to." To fail, and uh, that was certainly what what went on here. They they believed that they could somehow construct a world that would completely factor out Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and they could they could exist, they could survive without without Hashem being there, without needing to take into account what Hakadosh Baruch Hu is, and without Hashem, of course, in the forefront. Man has proven over and over again that uh, he has a a uh, completely narcissistic and 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 uh, and the selfish life with a focus only on himself right everyone else is just 
is just a pawn. Everyone else in the surroundings is just manipulated to exist merely as, 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 as a means of being his slave so that I can achieve all my physical cravings and, and, uh, and, and pleasures. And it's, you know, it's really easy to kind of talk, talk the talk and say what you want to do. But, uh, you know, uh, the reality is that, uh, charisma is actually the opium of, of, of the masses. But to walk the walk, that's a much, much greater, greater challenge. From the very start, right, so the, the intention of this new world order and, and this whole revolution that there was prime, was prime was never to walk the walk. And therefore, this new kind of ism that they were trying to create, like all the others of history, could never ever succeed. Because we all know that all political isms, communism, fascism, Nazism, all start with the letter I. It's really not about your benefit, but concerns rather the founders' benefits and their, you know, self-interest uh, alone. That's all it is. And kind of to really understand the depth of the evil of, of those who were the, the planners of the Tower of Bovell. So we have to explore the personality and, and the character of, of Nimrod itself. I mean, the truth is, his name says it all. The word Nimrod means, comes from the word Mered, to, to rebel. His intention of a united world, which is really, we said, is to, to put together the, the entire homogeneous edifice of the whole world, was to stir up all the nations to rebel against Hashem. Rashi says that quite clearly. Yet, incredibly, we find that Nimrod sacrificed Karbanus to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ezra says this. And, in other words, his whole package presentation, like all the other New World Orders in the world that proclaim that mankind will benefit tremendously from it, but he didn't really want to, uh, 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 you know, to encourage uh, and, and he didn't really want at all to, to, uh, you know, distance himself and estrange himself from, let's say, the, the main characters at that time, Noyach, Shame, and Aver, who, who still lived in his generation from his new philosophy, right? Because, you know, he, want, he said to them, we're really, we're on the same, on the same page, so he claimed, in order to get support for his new platform from all the different segments of all the different sorts and, and religions and all the humanity, even though his intention was only to eradicate all, all the recognition of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu at, uh, at, at all. And, and uh, Torah says he was a, a gibor tzayed who hunted, but he didn't hunt normal animals. He went and hunted, hunted undomesticated Animals says the Ebenezer. Rav Yitzhak Asher writes that this was his chiddush, this was his novelty, and in fact his his selling point in in his version of spirituality. Because up until this point, sacrifice was always brought from the so-called weaker species, from the sheep, from the bulls, from the doves, etc. Nimrod sacrificed 
the king of the wild species, the lion, the eagle, etc. He was a powerful man amongst amongst uh, all other men, amongst all the others in his society, and that was obviously both in the realm of the physical strength that he possessed, and also in his uh, in his wisdom and his in his cunning, probably better word. So he sought to sacrifice to Hashem and, so to speak, appease HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the most powerful and vicious of the, yang, of the animal kingdom, hoping that by doing so, Hashem would, so to speak, mind his own business and not interfere with uh, Nimrod's plans of, of, world, of world domination. And as far as kind of public opinion was concerned, so this whole new world order <coughs> looked very promising. And, and Nimrod was able to rally all the people to partner in the, in the, in his movement with this, with a, with a, with a passion, with a, with a tremendous, tremendous desire. Only Akadish Baruch really knew what Nimrod's kind of, uh, uh, impure and evil intentions, uh, were. In fact, as the Pasuk says, Vayevid Hashem, Hashem went down, to inspect the, the, the motivation behind this whole new doctrine and the whole new unity. The Rabbani Shalom understood very well that if this unified effort was, was to continue in the fashion under Nimrod's leadership, then the world would fall into such a, a spiritual abyss, into such a decline, decline that it would have been impossible ever for Avram Avinu to be misogyny, to rectify it with the spreading of Hashem's light throughout the world. This new world order, the world that as Nimrod saw it project, therefore abruptly had to come to uh, an involuntary end with the Rabbani Shalom's uh, in- interference. Am Yisrael, unfortunately, as has been proven time and time again throughout history, are often the first to fall prey and join whatever bandwagon is is going of whatever new world order is on the is on the shelf at the moment. The reason is because deep in our own nishamas are are embedded or or you know uploaded so prophetic visions of 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 a society which is going to be the authentic new order. Bez Hashem with the coming with the coming of Mashiach. So that we are therefore very, very easily swayed, we're very susceptible into thinking that every new you know, craze that appears, so that might be the one that we've been yearning for, that we've been waiting for, for so many, for so many years. And this is the one that's going to save uh, humanity from all of its problems. Little do we know of the real intentions of the leaders of each one of these very selfish um, um, movements. However, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, uh, uh, sorry, uh, 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 the Jewish nation. If we live our 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 daily lives with with emuna and and with with contact with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and His Torah, so we have even a a deeper sense of of awareness and and perception of what is emes, what is the truth in this world, and what is you know who are the who are the imposters. And we're not easily kind of duped 
Father Yetzirah and every kind of newcomer on, on the scene who, who's trying to get us to, to follow his, uh, his, his whim. And as such a, such a, such a, such an individual, so even before the existence of, of the Jewish nation, even at that time, there was someone who was a paragon of virtue, and that was a man called Ashur. He and his family refused to join this whole renegade uh, revolution. In fact, the Torah says he went and built the city of Ninveh, which many years later would serve as the symbol of an entire city populated by non-Jews that did tshuva and was therefore saved from being destroyed. It is this story that we read as the uh, the story of, of Ninveh is we read on, on, on Yom Kippur on, on the on the holiest day of, of the year to 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 kind of spur us on in our own our our own tshuva. Ashur did not fall for I guess in our modern parlance we'd call it the the fake news of uh, of, of Nimri and didn't didn't believe all the media propaganda around 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 town that, that Nimrod had created. He separated himself and his family from the evil influence of, of Nimrod. And one might even think that such people are considered outcasts from society and therefore live miserable lives since because they're not part of what's going on, they're not part of the vibe, that they're going to be shunned and, and, and ignored by, by, by the whole populace. And the reality is, on the contrary, as the name Ashur Indicates he was he was happy he was fulfilled. Closeness with Hashem is really the only guarantee of Ashrei Yosheb of being of being content to be able to turn around with your back to the world, even though they're offering all the glittering, all the incredible incredible pleasures, and it's all at your fingertips. And for a person to have the strength of Am Yisrael and and their neshamas and and interesting only. In, in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's, that's the way. In fact, the, the, it's interesting that you take the word Yisrael, the word Yisrael is made up of the five letters, Li Asher, that's, the, the happiness is, of, of a Yid is one who's able to understand the truth and understand where he needs to go and where he needs to find himself and not be taken astray by every other Every other way. We'll go back with, the, with our Hechel Shabbos uh, uh, slot. This is 11.9 FM, Soul to Soul, on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM. We're back on your radio here in Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Uh, as we always do at this point in the show to let you know the important times you need to kind of run with as we go into Shabbos. The latest time for putting up your Shabbos candles tonight is at six minutes past six. Getting later, we're almost at our summer kind of uh, uh, set place for starting Shabbos. Six minutes past six is the latest. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at two minutes to seven, six fifty, six fifty-eight. Let's say it's Shabbos Kodesh Pashas Noyach. Reftor is the normal one for Pashas Noyach, which is the two bits of Yeshaya and Dalit that we've read uh, 
during the seven weeks between Rosh Hashanah and uh, and Yom Kippur, and Yakara and Anyasaira, to to uh, together, beautiful Pasha and lots and lots, as I said last week, to learn to start getting into it, to start trying to see. Maybe we can go through the Rashi every week. Maybe we can pick another commentary. But allow yourself to be inspired. Allow yourself to learn. Allow yourself to open your mind and see things from a perspective you may never have had the opportunity or kind of thought of before as you looked at the stories of the of the parasha. We are busy with the laws of Yom Tov. We started last week describing and, and talking about whether or not one could slaughter one could do shechita on an animal on, on Yontif and the ramifications of that and all the other bits and pieces that go along with with uh, with shechita. But the reality is that uh, nowadays, even in the period of uh, covered by the by the Yachronim, by the latter day Paiskim, so many many places have actually the custom that we don't actually shecht even though, strictly speaking, it's one of the malachas that is waived, that is permitted on Yom Tov. Many places have the community that they will not shecht an animal on Yom Tov. And there are basically two reasons for that uh, 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 severity. Number one is that uh, we're quite worried that it could become a whole business because you're going to shecht and he wants this and he wants that and I'll take three kilos and, and two and how do you work out who's going to pay what and how it's going to be financed it can become quite a a, a shook kind of business type of uh, a, a transaction and of course we need to avoid that on Yom Tov Yom Tov is not a time to be doing business even if it's about the roast that you want for your Yom Tov lunch it's, it's just not going to be in the spirit of the uh, of the day and uh, the the second one is the the possibility that you know uh, there could be a trefer, it could be uh, turn out to be not a kosher animal, and then and then you shafted it, but for what actual uh, actual uh, uh, purpose? You know, it's in 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 the past. So most of the uh, most of the Jews were agriculturally inclined. They lived in a little farm. They lived in a little plot. And, and many of them raised livestock, raised the animals, and most of them knew themselves how to how to shecht in order to be able to provide for the needs of their own of their own house, of their own of their own family. And therefore, when yont of time came came around, so uh, uh, all the like the people in the area, all the all the neighbors would would organize to shecht, let's say a a sheep, and uh, they were all careful. Obviously, there was no discussion of money or how much they were going to get or how much it was going to or going to cost or how much weight they were going to get. They would simply remember what portion each one took of the uh, of of the animal, and after yontif. So then they would kind of uh, estimate its its value and. Uh, and uh, and pay whatever whatever they needed to pay to the owner of the uh, of, of of the animal. <coughs> but uh, later on, so obviously our uh, our society has become much more sophisticated. We're all doing sort of big, fancy types of professional jobs, and and shechita has uh, fallen into the uh, realm of of that which is done by specialists, people who uh, who are trained. 
simply in that uh, in that uh, area where they would they would buy animals and and shut them for let's say everyone in the uh, in the city and therefore when it came to yontif time so they would meet uh, quite a lot of animals it was a you know, big town and divide the meat up amongst all the all the people and since it would be very very difficult to remember all the way until Moitzi Yontif exactly who had taken what and how much he had taken and how much he should pay. So it, it was very likely, unfortunately, that they might actually come to actually do business deals and, and, uh, and write things down, which is mamish, a, a total prohibition on, uh, on Shabbos and Yontif. That was the first problem. And that's why, uh, in some communities, they banned the Shrita of animals on, on Yantav. The second problem really was that in many places, so they were particular problems, particularly on the, on the lungs of the, uh, of, of the animal that, uh, you know, it could have a situation where of the total number of animals that will be shut, that maybe half or maybe even more will be considered trafe and not be, and not be, uh, and not be edible. And therefore, uh, according to many opinions, even in such a situation, you're allowed to share, even though you know that, uh, that, uh, you know, the chances that the meat might be edible are, are, uh, are marginal. But in order to avoid the situation, that, that was avoided. We'll come back and perhaps flesh it out a little bit more. In a moment, we need to go to the shops. This is 11.95, sold to soul. Do not run away. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, we're back here on your radio in Johannesburg. Just a few more minutes to talk about the act of Shrita on so we're saying that although the knowledge that some of the animals that you shecht might not be kosher doesn't make the actual shechita forbidden, however, many of the poiskim bring down that since the the chances, uh, uh, or perhaps even the percentages of finding trefus is is quite high, therefore you might end up shechting an animal not for the purpose of eating it. On Yantav, which is then not considered litzayrich, and uh, and it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be done, and therefore many of the achronim write that one shouldn't shecht at all on Yantav. However, if it comes to shechting birds or, or or chickens, so there the minig is that even in the time of the achronim they did allow shechting of of fowl because since they're smaller. The, the, it's easier in terms of the first uh, issue, in terms of the business aspect. So it's much easier to divide them up and by, by the number of families that are involved in the, in the deal, in the deal. And therefore there's less worry that they might come into a whole business geschäft and up and down and who's paying what, uh, uh, by, uh, by, by birds. And, uh, in, in, in addition, so obviously by, by, Birds and fowl, the percentage of uh, animal of, of birds that are found to be to be trefus is much much less 
than by than by the animal. That's the Mishnah Bura says that, and and uh, and the Magen Avram. And nowadays, where it's really really easy to to preserve meat, to freeze it, to check long before Yom Tov, and have it in 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 one's in one's fridge. So today the custom is we don't check anything, we don't check animals, we don't even check uh, 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 chickens on on Shabbos in on, on Yom Tov in order to save ourselves the 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 bother and and, the, and it's it's hard work of of the of, of the shechting and the preparation of the meat and 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 checking it and and skinning it and and doing the the salting that's all something that can be avoided by getting your meat before and therefore we try to do it however in a situation where there'd be let's say a great a great need it still remains permitted if the if the need arises to shecht on uh, on uh, on yontif. so therefore let's say person has an animal that looks like it's in danger of of dying one would be allowed to go quickly and and shecht it on on yontif in order not to lose the flesh because obviously if, if it dies by itself then it can never it can never be uh be eaten and again but it has to be done early enough on the day that you'd be able if you wanted to to shecht it prepare it and still be able to eat at least a minimal amount of of uh, of roasted meat on on yamtiv on yamtiv so otherwise it's not considered uh uh and you cannot and you cannot uh you cannot do it even if it's sort of a uh, a cow that's generally, uh, you keep it for milking, but now it's gonna die. You're allowed to shecht it on, on, on Yantav. Just in terms of some of the other malachas involved on, on, uh, on Yantav. So, yeah. So, uh, let's say for instance the malacha of sewing or, or tearing. So that is completely forbidden on, on Yantav as it would be on, on Shabbos because those are things that are not needed at all for the preparation of food and therefore they remain remain forbidden however uh some people do are, are allowed to sort of if you want to have a stuffed chicken and you know stuff the chicken with uh, with uh, I don't know meat uh, or eggs or stuff like that and then and then kind of stitch it up so that all the stuffing remains that that may be considered sarahila and 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 be allowed that's we'll we'll, just, we'll go through a bit of the papery of different things uh, uh, next week in this year, but as always, the time con- condenses down upon us and tells us we have to go and make room for the three o'clock news and then some amazing music to lead into Shabbos to get us in the right, in the right mood. Just enough time to really, as I do every week, to thank you for taking the time to join us to be part of our radio family. Please send comments, please send, uh, uh insight, please send feedback. We'd like to know how we're doing and what we should be doing better. Big thanks to the team, to Craig, the controller, and the whole High FM staff who make this whole show happen. And just to wish each and every one of you an amazing, amazing Shabbos together. Pashas Nayach. Learn, grow, be inspired. Find your own table in your life. Find your own place of sanity and of safety and of security and of growth. And make it a meaningful Shabbos. To each and every one of you, a good Shabbos.